All right, so moving on now on the Ebony Bird podcast, we're going to go over some stuff for the upcoming NFL draft happening about a month from now. Uh, there have been a bunch of posts up on Ebony Bird, uh, mock draft, roundtable breakdown of all the uh, players that our staff thinks that are going to end up being picked in the draft. So uh, real quick, you guys can just kind of tell me some, some of the names in the first round maybe that you uh, – projects that the Ravens could end up with actually let's do like days like just one and two like we can do two rounds for now and like just some some targets you think they might be able to get and then after that we'll go over what positions uh like a position positional breakdown of what we think the Ravens are going to do so so potential targets for the Ravens in the first two days yeah you know if you if you ask me you kind of have to look I mean big time at right tackle now that Austin Howard's gone um, I, th- I think McGlinchey will be there, and he, he was a great bookend piece. Even when Ronnie Stanley was there at Notre Dame, um, he'd be a great option to, to pair along that line um, to go along with the future. You have Connor Williams, and he's kind of a tough guy. And I mean, he played left tackle in college, but I mean, I think he might be better suited for right tackle going going further. Um, but I mean, Ravens fans are going to clamor for a wide receiver, even with the new additions, and hey, that's understandable, you know. Um, there's some pretty decent options. Um, there are 16, if you ask me. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing us trade back and collect some picks since we we didn't get that extra third round pick like we thought we were going to get. Um, some options you can look at if you stay at 16. Obviously, Calvin Ridley. That's that's who you hear all the time. Um, didn't have like the the best and most flashy combine day. I mean, he still put up a 4-4, but you know, it's, I mean, nothing special. Um, but the guy did absolutely deliver at Alabama, even with a running back throwing the ball. So, I mean, the potential is there. He's a little bit older, too, so I don't know if you, t- if you really look at that at 16. Um, obviously, Chris and I really like Cortland Sutton. Um, I've, I've, seen, <laughs> I've seen some video, obviously, um, on Twitter and um, all over you know, of pictures of him catching the ball weird. But, I mean, if you look at the guy, the guy's like 6'4", Ran a four five forty, like just just a guy that the Ravens have lacked. Haven't had that big option that Joe can just kind of throw the ball up to. You, you know, you kind of look at Cortland Sutton. Now that we have Crabtree, you look at man. If you can pair him and Crabtree together, that that's who you want moving the chains before you're on third down. Um, I also really like Christian Kirk um, from A and M. He's just one of those guys to me that's just quicker than fast and just can can really, you know, make the defense pay and get right by linebackers. And he's also a good return option. But, you know, if you do trade back, um, maybe like towards, towards the end of the first, DJ Moore's right there, you know, local kid that's really rising up draft boards fast. Um, he might get taken before 16, if we're being honest. The receivers could move up. Yeah. I mean, you see it every year, you know. I mean, last year, who would have thought that you'd have – um, what John wide receivers go in the first in the top ten picks? You know, I mean, Mike Williams was being projected to the Ravens, and that was never going to happen. And then John Ross, thank goodness we didn't get him. But I mean, it's going to happen. A run on receivers happens every year, so you know, Ravens fans can have their hopes up to get a, a, a big option there at sixteen. But to be honest with you, I don't know if any of the receivers, maybe Colton Sutton, he has he has a lot of star potential, but I don't know if any of them really worth the sixteenth pick to me. If you're going to stay at 16, go safe and, and get the right tackle in the future. I think McGlinch is a great pick. Williams would be a great pick. But you know what? If if you ask me, I would love to just trade back, get a good receiver, or even, I mean, there's tackle options there too, and just collect the extra pick. Because to me, this is a pretty deep draft, and, I mean, the Ravens have definitely more than more than enough needs to fill. So, you know, Ozzie's smart, and he's, he's been prone to trade back in the past, so might as well go do it. 
my my draft analysis boils down to if Cortland Sutton is there, you draft him. If he's not there, trade back. Here's the deal. Cortland Sutton is safe at 16. He's the next Julio Jones. And my theory is that I'm going to – I want him more than any draft prospect I can remember. I really do. But I think the 49ers are going to take him because Kyle Shanahan saw Julio Jones. He's going to recognize the next Julio Jones. That's what he <laughs> is to me. He's Julio 2.0. That's exactly what he is. I want to talk about Calvin Ridley a little bit because I don't even want to touch him in the first round. If we trade it back, I still don't want him. No catch radius. Does not make the 50-50 balls. If you watch Alabama tape, and I watch a lot of Alabama football every year, and then I go back and watch the tape, trust me, I watch my Alabama football. But I didn't see him catch one 50-50 ball. He only catches it when it's wide open. And I don't want that. I mean, I, I I don't want that. People are like, oh, separation, separation. You know, he's going to have to play in the spot. He's got no strength. He's going to get jammed with the line of scrimmage. I just he, He's going to be limited. He's got no catch radius and his measurables. Only a few players have even had success with measurables equivalent to Ridley. He's a huge red flag machine. And, and Corlin Sutton, by the way, guys, has the same – oh, well – we had a bad quarterback in college. Nobody mentions it. I, the fact of the matter is if you throw the ball in uh, Cortland Sutton's zip code, you got it. If you throw it in Calvin Ridley's apartment, he might not be able to go get it. Right. I'm, I'm just I, – I'm cooling on Ridley. I've cooled on Ridley, especially because when you look at this draft – DJ Moore looks like a Derek Mason to me. Cortland Sutton, you know who I think he looks like. And Kirk, uh, Christian Kirk, I think he's the next Odell, the next Odell Beckham. So I, with wide receivers, those are the guys you look at. I, I'd be fine with DJ Moore at 16, although if you want to trade back, fine. If it's Sutton's on the board, trading back is the best move, no matter who's on the board. But – I, I like Colden Miller a lot. That uh, Colden Miller, the tackle from UCLA, I like him. Um, Leighton Vanderesh is really, really good. Uh, we need an inside linebacker. Yeah, he really is. And it's because he flies to the football. I mean, he's just. I mean, he's ridiculous. And um, uh, you know, if if Minka Fitzpatrick or Josh Jackson are there, Darwin James. You know, don't don't count on secondary. I, I think the Ravens can, now that we signed Crabtree and have John Brown, we can really do anything here. We we don't have to be beholden to the desperation of wide receiver. And here's another guy that I'm going to throw at you, Dallas Goddard, the tight end from South Dakota State. Let's get a jackrabbit in here because he's the next, <laughs> he's the next Rob Gronkowski, guys. Um, this tight end class is great. Honestly, my favorite tight end of the draft class is Fumagalli. You might be able to get him in the third or fourth round. Um, but in the second round, I'll tell you what. If Mike Gusecki's there in the second round and you don't take him, I don't care if you drafted Dallas Goddard already. I, Gusecki's a freak athlete. That guy um, just like Jordan Reed. Mm-hmm. And Hayden Hurst. Yeah. Yeah, and if you get Hayden Hurst in the second round, I don't like him in the first. At 16, if you trade back, maybe. But yeah. if you get him in the second round, he Aaron, uh, Hayden Hurst reminds me of Aaron Hernandez without all the murder. 
<laughs> I mean, but here's the reason he reminds me of him. You can put him in the backfield, the block, swing out. You can put him at wide receiver. You can have him in the flex. He can run every route. He can block. He's a very competent and willing blocker. So there's a lot of guys that I like in this draft, and I don't think you can rule out any of them. Obviously, yeah. you know what I want. I would literally cut off my right foot to get Cortland Sutton. I don't think anyone's going to call me on it, so I'm pretty safe in this. But I want Cortland Sutton as a Baltimore Raven. I, there's nothing I want to do to see him in purple. I mean, if there's a way to cheat, contact Belichick. I need a cheating idea. <laughs> I want Cortland Sutton in, in purple and black because I think Cortland Sutton is going to be amazing. You know, I mean, I hope you're right because I mean, I I I picked him in our in our roundtable draft. So, dude, I, mean, I can I, I could talk about Cortland Sutton for three hours. <laughs> hey, I mean, you know, if if we go and take a receiver in the first round, like all the fans want us to do, I I wouldn't mind going back to back with pass catchers. I just hope it's with a tight end because to me, this this tight end class is just one of the best we've seen in a while. Like you mentioned, Fumagalli, he's great. Missing the one finger, but who cares? He has some of the best hands in the draft, if you ask me. Hayden Hurst, one of the, one of the best just natural pass catchers as well as the tight end position. He's a little older. I think he's like 25 because he played baseball and everything, but still really good player. I love, love Mark Andrews from Oklahoma, though. I mean, he, he reminds me of Heath. Yeah, you know, he, he ran up faster at 40 than people – Thought he would at his at his pro day, mm-hmm. and I mean, if you, I mean, everybody's watched Baker Mayfield tape, obviously. I mean, even Ravens fans, yeah. some some are clamoring for him at sixteen. But if, if Baker's at day, sixteen, I have to at least think about it, dude. If he's, <laughs> I don't think he's gonna be. But yeah. uh, I, I do want to talk quarterback just a little bit, not because I think the Ravens are gonna go at, at it, but Isaac Rosen, Aaron Rodgers, like. I after that I'm skeptical on every single one of them. I'm not a Darnold guy. I see you know what I see with Darnold. I see Ryan Fitzpatrick. He thinks he has a rocket arm. He doesn't. He has everything but the rocket arm. And that's talk about a guy that likes to give the ball to the other team too. Uh, Exactly. He really makes me scared that he's a Fitzpatrick. I think Josh Allen. Josh Allen is just gonna be so screwed, so screwed at the next level because his rocket arm. He's really good, but what else he got? His completion percentage is a I mean, I don't think he has a lot of comparisons to Bowler, but people are going to fall in love with him the same way they fall in love with Bowler, and I think they're going to get a similar product. I literally worry every single day that the Browns take Josh Allen because it will be the device. Because that that second half of the Senior Bowl, you have to admit. No, he has talent, but he's just got to rock it off. He's not accurate. He's a very inaccurate passer, and he doesn't throw with anticipation. Right, right. I mean, yeah, he relies heavily on that arm. But I mean, he can zip it. If you if you ask him to zip it in there every single time, he can do it. Yeah. Problem is, the next level, you got to be able to do more than that. Brett Favre was really, really good, and he had a rocket arm. But people forget, you know, he was a gunslinger, but he had all the other stuff, too. Yeah, you're completely right. And you know what? Going on Baker, Baker has one of the biggest heads on his shoulders that you'll see at the quarterback position. But, man, if you look at a guy that just wants to win, he's going to do everything in his power to do it. And, you know, that's that's something that, you know, I think John Harbaugh recognizes. It's something definitely that Ozzie recognizes. 
And I think, you know, his personality, if it was in Baltimore, I don't think it would be an issue. You know, we've had people that have big personalities. You look at Ray Lewis, you look at Terrell Suggs. We've had If he's there at 16, do you take him? Oh, man, it depends. You have to think about it. You have to think about it. That's the whole point. If you have to think about it, you take him. Hey, I I agree. But, hey, if it's between him or Cortland Sutton, who are you taking? Oh, Jesus. I'd take Cortland Sutton over my mother at this point. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I mean, now that we have that on the table. But, hey, going back on Mark Andrews, just real quick, I just want to finish my point. I mean, the guy, every time you watch Bakerfield, he's the one that's catching the ball. He He's he's not going to wow you with speed, but the guy just knows how to get open. Great route runner, great hands, touchdown machine. You know, I think your your comparison to Heath is awesome. And that's just – it's it's like the perfect kind of tight end for Joe. You know, let's not I, – I love um, – mm-hmm. I love Goddard. You know, they're, they're guys that are super athletic and everything. But at the end of the day, if you get somebody like a Mark Andrews to Joe Flacco, he's gonna he's gonna feed him. And he knows that. Remember, Ed Dixon wasn't the answer. Dennis Pitta was. Who was the better athlete? Exactly, man. Exactly. And you know what? I don't want to compare anybody to Ed Dixon because that's not fair to anybody. But uh, you know, I think if you just get Joe somebody reliable there at the tight end position, he can make magic happen. And I know people are concerned. They wanted Ebron. I'm super glad we didn't get Ebron because every year that guy is supposed to light it up and he starts off slower than his uh, Honestly, to tell you the truth, I wanted Ebron as much as I wanted my foot to fall off. I didn't want him. And people are like, well, why do you want him? Uh, the argument that I kept getting was that you uh, – it drove me nuts. You can pair him with a tight end of the draft. Well, <laughs> What's if the point? You have to, if you have to pair him with a tight end of the draft – why sign him? You literally just, at that point, you're the kid at the store who points at everything because he wants <laughs> something. He and, wants and to you get know, something, one thing that's his. One of the points that people tend to make, too, is like, well, if you go out and you draft a tight end in the draft, tight ends take a while to develop, and it, which is completely true. You see that, I mean, O.J. Howard last year started slow but finished strong. You see it every year. But when you have a quarterback like Joe who loves the tight end and is going to feed the tight end, if you have anybody with an, with enough talent at the position, he's going to make sure the guy is going to is going to get numbers. Hey, so I'm, I want to hear more about Darian Smythe, dude. This whole tight end class is awesome. It is. It's, hey. it's definitely something. If we drafted another tight end in the second round, I am not worried that it's going to end. Good up news for Ravens fans. Good news for Ravens fans. The wide receiving group is good. The offensive line group is amazing. And the tight end class, supreme. So, I mean, look at this offensive line class, though. I mean, I'm just looking at my big board because I'm a nerd. I got I got a guy, Will Hernandez. I mean, oh, you, look at, you look at him, he looks like Marshall Yonda. And uh, you know what? I actually didn't have him that high. Then I'm watching the combine, and Mayock compares him to Yonda, and I – I literally was like, okay, now I have to watch this guy really close. I watched like six of his games. And I'm like, holy crap! Just a tough, tough dude. Yeah. And then you look at you look at uh, right, Colton Miller, Isaiah Wynn. I like as a guard. I don't like him as a tackle. No. Um, I mean, I don't like him as a, Daniels. I'm actually a little cool on Daniels, but I love Billy Price. Right. And I love Alex Scapa. And I love Connor Williams. And, you know, McGlinchey's really solid. You know, the first time I watched McGlinchey, it was against Lorenzo Carter, and I, I didn't like the tape. Then I watched him against everybody else. Okay. 
I mean, he's going to have trouble off the edge, but he's a right tackle in my eyes. Yeah. That's the problem, though. Yeah, that's the problem, though. We're talking about tackles in the first round that are right tackles. It used to be if you were, weren't a left tackle guaranteed, you didn't get smelled. Now it's like, oh, we got all these pass rushers. We better get a right tackle. Um, here's another, another guy I really like while I'm on it. Um, Deron Payne is the next Haloti Nada. I mean, that's the closest you're going to get. You got two guys that are not alike. Vita Vea is also not alike. The reason Payne is not alike is because he's gigantic and he moves. He moves like a gazelle. If you've seen Brandon Williams dance, that's the way Deron Payne plays football. He's ridiculous, dude. Love him. I, I know we're not going to draft a defensive tackle, but and I don't want to, but, God, I love Deron Payne. I if we take I a defensive a tackle, if we take a defensive lineman at, at 16, riots will ensue, though. Hey, can I ask you a question, though? Can I ask you a question? If Tremaine Edmonds or Marcus Davenport are there at 16, do you I'm, do I'm it? Not, I'm not a Davenport guy. I don't. I mean, I, I get it. You know, he's he's not. He's lanky. He's, he's lanky. And, he, and he's huge, but I I I I don't see it. I I don't see the the, the special thing that everybody tends to see. But I love isn't as good as you want to say. Right. Yeah. And Edmonds, amazing. I, you know what? Just all over the field. 19 years old. I mean, yeah. If he's a mm-hmm. 16. Sign me up. Mm-hmm. No brainer. You know, you watched last year, and you you saw Mosley, and Mosley just cannot cover a tight end apparently, and mm-hmm. can't develop into doing that. And and you know, Peanut last year filled in admirably, but like you cannot lean on on somebody like Peanut on Luso to to be Mosley's running mate. If you can go out and Tremaine Edmonds is there, you take him. And, All right, oh, the quarterbacks are gonna go. The quarterbacks yeah, are going to go, exactly. Roquan Smith falling isn't impossible. If Roquan Smith falls, nobody even looks at the board. You just take Roquan Smith. Exactly, yeah. And, and an absolute freak. You look at the guy running all over the field, making sideline to sideline plays, you absolutely take him in a heartbeat. And look, you, know you, take right. you know why you take Roquan? Fourth and two instincts destroy Darren's fold. I'm not comparing any player to Ray Lewis, but – Instincts matter, and guess what? Yeah. Guess what? Roquan Smith has instincts. He has the best yeah. instincts of this of the great defensive player draft. And then I'm one not, guy. All right. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going off. About, I'm not worried about Roquan's size because we tried taking a guy that mm-hmm. has prototypical size in Kamale Correa, and we tried to make him into a, a middle linebacker. Mm-hmm. If you want to talk about instincts? The guy doesn't have any. So you're absolutely right. Give me a Roquan Smith who's been proven in multiple games to just go out and do the damn thing and, and turn him with Mosley and call it a day. Because Remember, think, the third or fourth round could be a solution at inside linebacker, too. There's a guy I like that I think could drop. His name is Josie Dooley from oh, Iowa. Yeah. Yeah, and he's a guy – you know why I like him, though? Because he's not that athletic. And, you know, that sounds counterintuitive. But here's the thing. We don't need a guy who can defend the pass because we have Mosley. We need a guy – who makes Mosley more aggressive? We need a free. We need a Zach Gore, and I right. think I think this ferocious headhunter, Josie Julie. Dude, I was literally watching Josh Jackson tape, and I literally could not stop watching Julie. 
I mean, absolutely. You ask anybody that played Iowa, you know, and they'll tell you that Josie Jewell is one of the, the toughest guys that they had to face because the guy is literally just all over the field and makes every play. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think we got to stop being cute at the at the linebacker position. Just go get a guy that's going to do it, you know. And mm-hmm. Roquan, Josie Jewell, they all do it. And you're absolutely right. Josie, you can get in the third or fourth round. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. We are out of time on the 26th episode of the Ebony Bird Podcast once again. I'm contributor Jake McDonald. You can find me on Twitter at jmcdonald95. You can follow Jonathan Dugan again, his first time on the podcast tonight at Dugan Football on Twitter. Uh, Footballman58 for uh, Chris Schistler and our other site expert Joe Schiller, like I said earlier, has a new Twitter handle at Joe Schiller NFL. You can find us at ebony underscore bird on Twitter as well as ebonybird.com. Again, the podcast on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio. And once again, download the Ebony Bird app from the App Store to check out all of our content on your mobile device. Thanks for sticking into the special two-part edition of the Ebony Bird podcast. We will talk to you next week as we inch closer to the NFL draft, which, as you can tell, Chris and Jonathan are very excited for it, as am I as well. But lots of good conversation. We look forward to bringing you more next week right here on the Ebony Bird podcast.